Do you like recording with me? Yeah, I wouldn't do it if I did. Oh. I would just do it by myself. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> Damn, if, you want, if you want complete honesty here. What, what was that one guy's name in the um, in the movie? Fuck. In Greer, this movie? Greer. Uh, that was a very Greer response. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if I didn't, I would just be like, I'm good. He is such Greer. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just being honest with you. You're like a mixture of all three. Am I? Yeah. Is that good or bad? Uh, it depends. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> well. Both. <laughs> you know how this work, baby girl? Uh-huh. You gotta let them know. What? Well, I guess you don't know how it works. Usually you say ready on the right side. Well, or PJ ready? always says that shit. Oh. Uh, ready on the left side. Ready on the right side. Ready on the fire line. There you go. Fire line. There you go. You know what movie that's from? No. We watched it before. We did? It's from Wild Style. Did we watch that movie together? Yes, that was a graffiti movie. Unless oh. you saw it before without me. You'd be the first person I know of. I don't know. He usually yells our theme music. Well, yeah, but I didn't think we were ready there because we hadn't say ready yet. I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? I'm theme music! I was trying to cut you off. Nah, nah, I, get, I get the joke. It's like you got too enthusiastic there. No. D music. D I guess music. that goes with the movie we talked about. D music. Huh? Well, what's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. And I'm the spirit. And this is the home of your hustle. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. As y'all can tell, PJ's not here. Nope. His only day off to record was Friday. And this episode, or this show comes out on Friday. So we will record on Friday. He should be back next week. But for this week, it's actually finishing off Black History Month this week. And I was wondering what would be a movie that would be appropriate for me and the spirit together on an episode. And seeing as how Valentine's Day just passed. I was like, fuck it, let's do a black love movie that I've actually never seen before. This is Brit's never seen, I think it's number four of the big movies. And I count this as a big movie because this is Spike Lee's first movie. And if you don't know what movie that is yet, this is She's Gotta Have It. Ooh. You've seen this before. Yes, yes. So this ain't new to you. Nope, nope. You've even seen a Netflix series. Yep. Which I also have not seen before. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the Netflix series a little later. I got some information about that. We gotta watch that together. I'm sure we will now. Now that I seen the original. I want them to kind of like go continue with it. Oh, you want another season? Yes. Oh, I haven't read anything about one. I don't think it's going to happen because I think it was just to be based off the movie. Yeah, it might but just be I a mini series. Like yeah, I, would, I wish they would do that though. No, you never know. I didn't expect <clears> them to Netflix, make a series. Netflix, listen to this. <laughs> Talk to you. She's Gotta Have It came out in 1986, hour and 24 minutes. How much do you think it cost to make? It's being spiked this in his is first, first movie. one, so it probably didn't have a huge ass budget. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, fifty thousand. 
Higher. 70. Higher. 100. Higher. 150. Slightly higher, kind of. 160. Higher. 170. Slightly higher. 180. Nope, lower. $175,000. $175, so $75,000 more than Hollywood Shuffle last week. Mm-hmm. How much you think it made? Mm, two mil. Higher. Three mil. Higher. Eight mil. Lower. Five mil. Higher. Seven mil. Seven point one million dollars. <laughs> Rated R. Now, IMDb score out of ten. What point one out of ten you think the users gave it on IMDb? Average or whatever. Six point three. Ooh, very slightly higher. Six point four. Higher. Six point five. Higher. 6.6. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Now, Rotten Tomatoes. We got the critics and the audience. What do you think the critics gave this out of 100%? Hmm. I don't know because there's two different ways they could have gone with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I'm gonna go... the, these are the film critics, though. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm going to go... Um... I'm going to go one way with it. Mm-hmm. The low end, 43. Higher. Okay, 73. Higher. Oh, 83. Higher. 93. Lower. 90. Yeah, 90% out of 100%. So the critics loved it. Okay. Users, though, out of 100%. Oh, the users are my low, and I'm going to go with 43. Higher. Oh, shit, they loved it, too. <laughs> uh, 73. 73? Yeah. Very slightly lower. Seven, 72. 72% out of 100. So not as much as the critics. But that's still pretty good. Yeah. Well... Directed by Spike Lee, of course. Mm-hmm. First movie. Well, first theatrical release movie. Starring Tracy Camilla John, Spike Lee, Tommy Redman Hicks, John Canada Terrell, Ray Dow. Well, those are the main people, but there's some other cats in there. Now, Spirits. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel you're, gonna guide, you're probably going to guide this convo a lot. Because mm-hmm. I think this movie's right up your alley. Which mm-hmm. is why you probably seen it before I did. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember how I started off? There's something. Yeah. There's something so before the off, movie. They start off with a quote there from "Their Eyes Are Watching God," and I forget the quote. Let's find out real quick. You talk to the people. But that was a good movie too, and a good book. Never, never seen or read it. We were watching it the other day. Like that one scene, though. Like, uh, we didn't yeah. actually watch the movie. It was on Bounce too, not too long ago. The station here that plays all the black stuff. It made me cry. Why did it make you cry? Because it was sad. Did you say something? You say somebody died, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's spoiler yeah. shit, but yeah. You can always throw a spoiler alert out there for it. I mean, multiple people die in the music. In oh, the movie, so it's like. <laughs> not just one person, you just gotta figure out who. But I mean, if we're talking about life, everyone dies eventually. That's true. <laughs> you just not allowed to die till I die. Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Going out of here together, notebook style. <laughs> I found a quote from Zora Neale Hurston from Their Eyes Are Watching God. The quote is. Ships at a distance have every man's wish on board. For some, they come in with the tide. For others, they sail forever on the same horizon, never out of sight, never landing until the watcher turns his eyes away in resignation, his dreams mocked to death by time. That is the life of men. Now, women forget all those things they don't want to remember and remember everything they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth. Then they act and do things accordingly. So that's the quote that starts the movie off. What do you think about that quote? I mean... I don't know. I feel like it was deep, and I, I know why they chose it because it's all about wants and desires, and about how I just feel like it's definitely about the wants and desires and how people 
like react and act with along with them mm-hmm. so and that's like a big premise of this movie yeah so mm-hmm. but the movie starts after that you get the little picture montage but then you introduce to nola darling yeah she waking up out of bed and mm-hmm. she's just like um pretty much i'm gonna tell y'all a story <laughs> and hopefully it helps some of y'all yeah, it was, it, was, it was like a documentary being filmed or some like kind of style shit. Because they're talking to the camera at certain points like it's a documentary. Yeah, they broke the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Because I was wondering at the end if it was going to be like people like filming it or something. But they never showed it. So I guess they're just fourth wall breaking. Yeah. And she's just like waking up out of bed. And she's like, yeah, so I'm Nola. People may say I'm a freak. I hate that word. And I mm-hmm. don't like normalcy. And um, I'm going to tell you all my story. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it'll help y'all. And then, do you, do you cut to... The first person you introduced to after that is Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, I thought it was... It was so Jamie got... ugly as hell. <laughs> None of these guys was... Yeah, I'm about to say, you had a problem with pretty much all the the, the suitors. The only one that I thought was attractive was a friend. The girl? Yeah, the... Not Spike's sister. Yeah, I know you're talking, you're talking about her yeah. name. is Opal. Yeah. Y'all say you didn't like any of the three guys, but you said the three guys in the new series are cute at least, though. Oh, hell yeah. Especially the person who played Mars. Oh, the light-skinned one. Look, I was married <laughs> to a dark-ass nigga before, so it's not even like I'm choosing light-skinned. I'm just saying. I'm just saying points for me. <laughs> oh, well, of course I'm with you. Like. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I know we, we know what you like now. Got video evidence every I week. I am not and colorist. Audio okay. I am not colorist. I, know, I don't so have perfect. I never said you were. I'm just saying. <laughs> Most of the dudes ah. that I fucked with were dark as hell. I know. So but who'd you end up with? For now. <laughs> He's smelling himself too much. Uh-huh. Saying for now and then after you just say I can't die until you go or some shit like that. I mean that's the current agreement. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't sign that contract. Yes you did. <laughs> Where? You in forged your, my signature? In your blood. Oh, I'm just kidding. Now you sound like a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jamie introduced... Well, how would you describe Jamie? Like, from the female perspective. So... Because I got a word. I got one word description. He gonna say sucker. I know he is. Yeah, well, not, you're not far off. <laughs> but, like, Jamie is this, like, little lost puppy, kind of. Who is just like so he's in love with the idea of love. He low-key a little creepy, especially when you see like how he like Especially later. When you like he's creepy. Jamie is creepy. <laughs> and this, we'll have to bring like, that back up when we get to the end of the episode. I mean they're all kinda creepy, honestly. Yeah. She doesn't pick very good men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jamie is a creep who's in love with the idea of love. And wants to have that near, like that typical settle down, get married type of shit going on. Yeah. And I got my, my I'm going to do a one word description for all three of them. And uh, you're not far off. You know me too. My description will be simp. That's my <laughs> one word description. I got one word for each of them. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get to it. But yeah. Oh, we'll get. Oh, we'll be talking about simps pretty soon. I just saw another note I got. But before we get to that, I put my next note was candles. Mm-hmm. Cause they're laying in their bed, right? And she starts laying a billion candles to the point where even Jamie's like, "Yo, what's up with all these candles?" Yeah, like she her bed. I feel like that was done purposely because it reminds you of sort of like a like a temple altar. Uh huh. And so her bed is her altar where she sacrifices their body to <laughs> want for lust. Sacrifices Jamie's body to the sex gods. Yeah. 
that would have been a way more interesting movie right there. Just see motherfuckers like Shang, Shang sucking motherfucking souls out their dicks and shit. She's got to have a part two. Instead of like come coming out of her dicks, it's like the like it's the like ghost the, spirits uh-huh. like from uh, Ghostbuster. So he's like in Mortal Kombat when she took the old boy's soul and it went it like flew out into his eyeball and all this other shit. Have you ever seen Mortal Kombat? You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I feel like I have seen parts of it, but oh, I don't know. Okay. Some stuff you be watching, and I be having to go to work or school, so. Oh, huh. You see, he be subjecting me to all types of mess. Well, yeah, well, you, well, I didn't, well, you actually didn't pick this one. I just asked you if you wanted to do yeah, it. But so you I don't even want to hear that. brought it up, though. Uh, I brought it up. I didn't say, let's watch it. You said, uh-huh. let's watch it. And I just said, I'm kinda, okay. I'm kind of. You subjected yourself to it. Well, I picked this one, too, because I figured, <laughs> I ain't know how well, I know PJ probably fucked with it, but I was like, this is one mean you could do. I kind of wish he was here now because I know y'all two have y'all's clashing oh, opinions. Oh, my God. No, I do not know. I wish he was I here now because that would be a fight for real. I love PJ, but damn it, sometimes this boy <laughs> makes me want to like, wring his neck over some of the sexist shit he be saying. I'll be like, PJ, no. <laughs> like, cause oh, I'm telling you, you, halfway through the movie, I was like, damn, I wish I saved this he's now. a father, too, and I'm just like, you're going to be raising more sexist boys in this world, and this is like what we do not want. Like, he would have, like, there's a scene that me and him definitely would have had to argue about. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, PJ, right, we're going to get him together. Um, He's been cutting, people have hit him up on Twitter before, too, so he know. Oh, yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Hustlers, for having my back. <laughs> Someone need to get him in line. What was he talking about, though? Oh, candles. Oh, yeah, because they like the candles and they, then they start fucking. Sex scene number one. Yeah. Of many? <laughs> yeah. And they show, and they, like, show titties and everything, too. And so, ass. He got so... Never mind, we're going to talk about it later. Dick and... They didn't even show no dick. He got so... This is the well, thing I, I, when I looked away. They didn't show no That's, dick. I didn't know, though. I ain't never seen this before. But this is the thing. This is what bothers me so much, is niggas will stare at naked women. Women will have no issue seeing a naked woman. Mm-hmm. We fine. Like, we were just like, yeah, that's what vaginas look like. Those are titties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Niggas be like, oh my God, it's a dick. No. I, say, like, I just turned my head. <laughs> like, he was just like, no, it's a dick. It's a dick. I'm like, like, it's not a dick. He's like, it's pretty much a dick. I'm like, it's not a dick. He's in his underwear. I turned like, my head and said, I don't want to see this nigga dick. And he's like, you can't even see it. I'm like, yeah, but it's there. Okay, know. but you watch porn and you be seeing niggas dick thin. Yeah, I'm not concentrating on that, though. <laughs> I'm concentrating on the pussy. But, uh,. <laughs> I wish I could zoom in on my face right now. Cause it's I just could like, if I get. I feel like it. But <laughs> but no, when they have sex and then he's giving her a massage afterwards and he trying to spit his game on her or whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you get introduced to Clorinda, the female friend that you were talking about before. No, she's not the one I was talking about before. But oh Clorinda. no 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 no, that's not her. Uh, that's 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 okay. um, Spike Lee's sister. That's yeah. right. Clarinda, so Spike's sister plays Clarinda, and yeah. uh, Clarinda pretty much does her cut, and she's like, yeah, me and um, Nora, Nola used to be, like, roommates and shit, and we were really good <laughs> friends, but this chick, like, she's like, and I had a boyfriend who would come over on the weekends sometimes, but this chick had, like, different dudes in and out the in house, out. like, multiple times a day, and I was in cool with that, and she was like, well, I found the apartment, if you can't hang, get the get fuck out. out, and she was like, all for real? Deuces. Why? And but then they they're still friends, but they can't live together no more. So. Mhm. And I think after they cut back to Nola, she starts talking about all the different lines that dudes say to try and holler at her because she was saying Jamie' approach was way different. That's why she fucked with him. 
And then you get into what I wrote down as the scent montage. Oh, my God. <laughs> this scent montage is like every woman can relate to this shit. Because it's just like, man, dudes, like y'all don't understand. Them like pickup lines. Oh, I wish I could remember all of them. They is tired. It's like, you so fine. I drank a whole tub of your bath water. <laughs> yeah, I never fucked with that line. Like, that was just that. like, really? Okay. Alrighty. And, like, it just be, like, really weird shit. Like, it's just like, no, like, let's not. And dudes be doing that stuff. Like, I have never been a fan. Like, I'm not going to lie. And I'm not saying catcalling is okay. I'm just don't catcall and shit. And this may not be true for every female and everything. My personal experience with catcalling is every now and then sometimes, like, I've had times where I'm, like, out and about, maybe gallery hopping or something, and I'm walking down the sidewalk, and someone may yell, you know, uh, yell out, you know, or whistle or something like that, and, like, it's disgusting, because I'm, like, I'm not about to walk up to you and be, like, yo, want to exchange numbers, but it's just, like, yeah, I'm looking fly, like, I feel it, I'm feeling myself a little bit, but, like, this whole, like, approach with the, like, the pickup lines and shit is tired, dude, it's, like, stop doing that shit, like, I will so much more respect a man who just comes up to me and is, like, hi, my name is so-and-so, like, I noticed you, or I found you attractive or something or whatever, and I wanted to see if I get to know you, can I get your number, could we maybe meet up for coffee sometime, something like that, like, him. <laughs> Even though I had to ask him on a date and ask him for his number. But his approach was like, hi, my name is Brent. And <laughs> I like your profile. And I noticed we had this, this, and this. I can't find it. And that's how you get a girlfriend. What the fuck happens after that? After the simple one talk? Oh, that's when it goes into um when Jamie first met up with Nola. This nigga. Oh, yeah, it's also Ashley. But let me set it up and I'm going to ask you for it because I, I want to get your real opinion. But. He's standing there waiting on the bus, and Nola walks by, and he catches his, she catches his attention, and he kind of, I think he does it like a double take. Oh, yeah, because he's looking at her, and he's looking at the bus, like, trying to decide, like, shit, should I go after her, or should I wait for the bus? He goes, like, fuck it. And he starts, like, following her up the street, and now he's following her up the street, and she, I think she notices, because she kind of, at the end of it, she plays him up. But um, the whole time, though, it goes on for, like, maybe, like, a minute of film time of him just, like, following her, and just, like, I don't want to look creepy to me. How would you feel about this shit? He would have been maced. <laughs> he would have straight up been maced. Like the first, my first instinct would have been is I would have like kept an eye on where he was at. I would have turned, went into one of those stores. I would have put my mom on the phone, explained to and described the person that I was following me. Had my well, I have mace and taser, but I would have probably pulled out. I would have had mm, if I was in the store. Then I would have pulled out the mace because there's no wind to blow the mace back in me. But if I was outside, I would have used a taser just mm-hmm. so I wouldn't get my mace myself. His ass would have got fucked up either way. <laughs> I don't know. You can be like, hey, excuse me, miss. Don't just be following me and shit. Don't do well, that. That's what I was saying to him. Watch the movie. He didn't go like, well, no, I don't know if it's better. But hey, hey, you know, I'm trying at least let him know. Like, hey, instead, of just like f- quietly follow behind him. He like, is creepy. <laughs> no, like he would have got fucked up on the god man like i carry box cutters with me too because it's my job yeah. i carry i have them on me all the time because of work he would have got shanked like <laughs> i don't know you you following me walking up on me i don't play that man no stranger danger like <laughs> no that's what i was wondering i know she takes it up as being like playful because she steps to the side of a sign and when he walks by looking for it she's like hey you follow me or something like that and they get to talking to each other so i guess she like because she did look back at one point so she knew the motherfucker was following her mm-hmm. but i guess she didn't mind she liked the chase or whatever the fuck he drops a line or i can't remember the exact line but he's like wherever you want to go i'll take you you know or some shit like that uh-huh. i'll follow you anywhere I'll yeah do anything for you i just do anything wanna, you want to do go anywhere you want to go i just go. can't go without seeing you again i think it's something like that yeah 
I was there, standing there waiting on the bus, and I couldn't imagine the fact of not being able to see you again. Some shit like that. That's Some not something line. that you say on like the first time you meet someone. Yeah, it seemed weird. To, like, he seemed like he was going super hard, like after not even saying like maybe two words to her. Oh my god! Like, straight into it. Niggas will do that shit. Like they will I be like, day one, I love you. Like no. well, that was a part of the set montage. You ended with all the dudes saying, "I love you, girl." Or, yeah, I don't, you. I don't know you like that, but I love you though. It's like, whoa, nigga, calm down. I know. That's I why I got called the set montage. Well, after that, introduced to Mars, black man. Which is funny because in the TV show, Mars is not a black man. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I always laugh because Mars, black man, and always remind me of fucking uh, Larry Blackman from Cameo, the lead singer. That's the group I was just listening to in the car. See? Oh, that, those, okay. Yeah, got my Cameo CD in the whip. <laughs> but my, my note says Mars is at Nola's. I don't remember what the fuck happened at that scene, though, after he's introduced. Well, actually, I forgot. We got to do this. How would you describe Mars Black Mind? Mars is like your goofy guy, which would be like, cool. It's cool. Mars is the type of dude that you keep around for like a fuck buddy or like as your just friend. He is not someone like you try <laughs> to build a relationship with because he's just immature. He reminds me kind of my ex-husband. Mm. Goofy. Not someone you build a relationship with. One but he got oh. creepy. But my ex-husband was like... Jason creepy though, uh, not Jason. Jason, not Jason creepy. Jamie, Jamie I creepy. Jamie, oh, Jason like this machete. Uh, almost. Hmm. Hope not. Um. But what were you gonna say? I was like one word description. I got cornball. <laughs> I was going. It was between that and annoying. I couldn't think of which one. I just said cornball. He was kind of like he. He would do that thing where he'd like ask you something or say something three times in a row. Yeah, that shit was annoying. But it's funny because. There was these commercials. There were the, I think there were Air Jordan commercials where he actually played that character with Michael Jordan to sell the tennis shoes on TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Because so his little tagline, what would he always say? He'd be like, is it the shoes or it's the shoes or something? It was like the tagline for the commercial. So MJ can sit there and use black people to help sell his damn shoes, but he won't say his I'm shoes are meant for black people. <laughs> Fuck MJ. <laughs> it was like, do the right thing. It had the whole, you know, the thing about the bicycle dude hit the Jordans and he was going off and shit. The Jordans are always like kind of prevalent in Spike Lee movies. Mm. Yeah, but MJ, Michael Jordan, he's trash. There, yeah, real quick. Yo, this is Mars Blackman, and this is my main man, Michael Jordan. And this is a pair of Nikes. And Jordan some Nikes. Something you can buy. This is a patented, vicious, high-flying, 360 slam dunk. This is something you cannot do. Let me repeat myself. This you can buy. You cannot do this. Can, can, can. There you go. Okay. That's just one, but there's a whole compilation that's 30 minutes of all the fucking commercials, I guess. Well, damn. Yeah, so there was a bunch of them. I think Spike Lee, I just saw he had a, it just like last week, I was, he had like some custom pair of Jordans, but they had like the Black Klansman like shit on there or something. That's so he still fucks with the Jordans. Yeah, most black people do. <laughs> I, on the other hand, have never owned a pair of Jordans. I had one pair and my dad bought them for me. So I didn't. I haven't. I've never bought a pair personally. So I'm not paying that much for no fucking shoes. But. Okay, technically, I did own a pair of Jordans once. I had got my taxes back, and I was just like, I was young. I was like 19, 20, or something like that. And I was just like, I'm gonna buy me some Jordans because I ain't never had Jordans, and everyone knows. Well, mm-hmm. all black people know. Black people at least own one pair of Jordans in their lifetime. So I was like, I'm gonna do yeah. it. I'm grown. I got the money for it. I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Then I bought and like. 
And this was like after I knew about the whole Jordan thing too. And I bought the Jordans, took them home. Then the guilt got into me and I went and took them back. (laughs) I was just like, <laughs> like, I don't even wear the motherfuckers. Like, I literally bought them, brought them home. Was mm-hmm. just like, nope, can't do it. After he, he did with the potato shoes and shit, it was my guilty conscience. <laughs> I was like, nope, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, PJ both we used to talk about Jordan shoes all the time. How they fuck with him in high school. Remember one time a dude fucked with us and was like, oh, so you're not going to re- uh, support black business? I thought y'all was with that shit. And I was like, first of all, motherfucker, I do support black business. I go to Walmart, I buy the Shaq shoes and the FUBU shoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just not buying them $200 ass Jordans. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to support this other black man. Y'all can all stand in line and fight for these shoes. I'm going to just go get me some shits from Walmart. I don't give a fuck. Vote us, buy us. FUBU used to yeah. be the shit. We I talked about that last week, I don't too. know why people would be knocking FUBU. I told, I, me and PJ, we, I asked him that. I was like, like, what the fuck? Or he asked me that, I think. Well, what the fuck happened? I said, you know what the thing is? It had its time because there was like LO Cool J and everybody. It had its support for a while. But then once motherfucking rappers stopped supporting it, you know what the fuck happens. I heard they were coming back or something like that. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'd fuck with them if they did. That's the thing. Once you ain't got like the the you know the celebrities really backing you no more. Once they go back to wearing Gucci and shit again, it's like. And then once you start suddenly seeing uh, shit in Walmart, it's like, you mm-hmm. know. My um dad one time he got mad at me because uh I had saved his uh number in my phone as Fubu, <sighs> and he used to like check my phone. He got he looked at me, he was like oh Fubu for us by us, and I was just like uh-huh. no. I was like, no, fat, ugly, bald, and uncomfortable. Damn. <laughs> oh, he smashed my phone. Chilling with the acronyms, I bet. And then he got mad because the phone alarm, my alarm for school went off, and he couldn't shut the phone off because it was smashed. Well, he done broke it, yeah. Right, so I was in the trash can outside all day just going. <laughs> 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 oh, that was funny. I don't know why he smashed it. He bought it. <laughs> Well, I guess it's probably well, I bought it. I do what I want with it. That's why people be breaking shit that they buy all the time. Like that's gonna do something. Like, <laughs> well, they know they got the money to go buy more. Right. Like keep <laughs> keep buying Kaepernick jerseys and lighting those on fire. <laughs> I tell you, it's like just try to cop the movie when they was out there fucking burning and destroying all the NWA tapes. It's like, motherfucker, you still bought them though. So like, I still got paid for them. Right. You helping them niggas go platinum? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, give them money to make another one. No <laughs> protesters to leave it on the shelf, dumbass. That's why black people boycott shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We smart. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. Well, some of us are smart. We'll see. They're not everybody. Some. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, I said last week too. There it was like uh, some little. I thought it was a rapper that was had the video out where he went to the store and was buying Gucci to my like fuck a boycott. It actually wasn't a rapper. I, I read it was a fucking fashion designer type. It was like a fashion person that did that shit. You little young black dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you of all people seem like you should be the one that know better. So. Also, um, I have a question for Black Twitter and oh, okay. um, Black Twitter allies. Is the Waffle House boycott over or not? That shit probably. Yeah. I ain't like, no I'm not going to lie. Okay, so like I quit going to Waffle House. Didn't go to Waffle House for a good year. Yeah, I'll say about year. At least so it was like maybe a little over. I've only been back like twice since then. And like I'm not sure if I should feel bad <laughs> or not. Is the boycott over or not? What are we doing? <laughs> Let me I know. ain't heard nothing about it. I'm sure people are done with it. Let me know. That's okay. the only thing. Motherfuckers talk about boycotting and not fuck with shit, but then it dies out. And people like, like he said, don't know what to do. Man, like, that's uh. the thing is because like our generation, they don't know how to like stick through shit. They get bored. Like they. Can't. We in the social media age, a sort of t- a short attention span age. But know? that's the thing though. Like I technically grew up in a social media age because like when I was a kid, technology was coming out. I had like yeah. Facebook when I was 
like 13 or something like that. So it's like, but if I can sit there that and do crazy. boycotts and shit, <laughs> it's why can't the rest of y'all motherfuckers, like y'all just, that's why we can't get nowhere. <laughs> y'all holding us back. <laughs> Boycott shit. It works. Like I said, we'll see the only thing with the, it'd be different with the Waffle House one and the Gucci one because the Gucci one's like, man, you can't afford that shit any motherfucking way. And, and if I could afford it, I'm still not paying $800 for a shirt. <laughs> so my boycott would have been strong from the get-go because even if I had millions of dollars, I still refuse to pay that much for a shirt or a headband or a purse or where the fuck, like, what else did they show? It was like a purse, a headband, all this other shit. Or like, so, oh, some uh, fucking flip-flops. Yeah, Gucci, Gucci flip-flops was like hundreds of fucking, like, fuck that. That's the thing is, I when I worked at McDonald's, there would be literally like niggas who would spend like their paycheck on a belt. Yeah, yeah, that there you go. I forgot about belts. Yeah, belts. Man, them niggas would love belts. They'd be wearing they like oldest brothers twice hand me down jeans yeah. and holding it up with a four hundred dollar Gucci belt, and I'd be like, "Yo, ancestors need to come back and beat your ass with them damn belts." What the hell? Take these off. My ancestors be like, "I did not die for this shit." <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I never understand this. Some of y'all didn't get your ass whooped enough. Never, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But back to the movie. Tangent. Mars is introduced. After that, you're introduced to Opal, the girl I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she say direct, or does Mars leads into it somehow? You find out that she has a thing for uh for Nola uh, too. No, not Mars. I think it was Jamie who was like, I don't like her. Oh I think yeah, there's okay. something going on, and I asked them if they were sleeping together. But um, and the girls and Opal said no. Uh, so I asked Nola, Nola can't lie, but the thing is, so o- Opal is like the really only attractive person in the movie, <laughs> in my opinion, pretty much so. Her and Nola aren't sleeping together. Nola is a bit curious. Yeah, because she's asking her about that shit. Yeah, she like, is. Nola's curious, but Nola's not ready yet to venture out there, but Opal wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell she wants that shit. Because mm-hmm. she's asking her, because she has like... How does it feel to have sex with one? She's basically like, you want to find out? Like, mm-hmm. what else? We can find out right now. I'm like, I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> and she's like, well, I just want to know. She's like, well, you got to find out one day. Mm-hmm. Basically telling me you ain't going to know until you do Which it. Which that's something that's different in the in the series. Nah, I bet. Well, you know they had to update it for 2017. I yep. feel like they took that approach because people were not comfortable enough with homosexuality back then. Oh, you probably talked the movie? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, as we talked about last week in Hollywood Shuffle, homosexuality in the black community was not looked at favorably at all. It still isn't. No, I'm just saying it's better now than it was back then. That's why I wish you was here for you weren't here for when we talked about that. But basically, I told P, like in our age, when we were growing up, like somebody called you gay, them was fighting words. Like, it's about to go down. You call me gay. It's like I said, as a kid, it sounds bad now. But honestly, back in the day, you can call me a nigga and I wouldn't get as mad as if you called me gay. Because that I mean you calling me soft. So now you're testing manhood. So now we have to fight. And that's how it was back in the day, back in school. That's what I'm saying. That's different times. I feel like y'all masculinity is just so fucking fragile. I'm saying that's growing up. That's how it was, man. Like this is why. That's and and until like maybe a few years ago, it's been. This is why the majority of mass murderers are men. I'm (laughs) just gonna say that right there. Y'all got issues. Y'all need to get in touch with y'all emotions in a healthy way. Well, that's what me him saying that in, in the episode last week is back when we were younger and those girl in those days like nineties and whatever before like nah they that shit was not looked at like that like you can't be soft that was the worst thing to be as a young black man coming up and me and PJ you you soft 
Like I said, them as fuck. Cause then you gotta prove like, bitch, fuck you, swing. Like I ain't saw. But then, like that's the thing, like it's ridiculous. Cause you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we, that's what we said. That's yeah. part of toxic masculinity, and that's what we be protesting right now. Cause one, yeah. that's why niggas be getting shot in the street. Cause they feel like they gotta prove something. To yeah, someone. that's what I'm saying. And it's just like y'all really need to stop. Cause first of all, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I know a hella gay niggas who will beat a motherfucker's ass. Mm-hmm. Like that, we said that too last week, is there was two gay dudes we knew in school, and of course niggas would fuck with them all the time. So of course they had to fight too. Like you know they were they was like nigga fuck you bow. <laughs> gay guys are one of the, like they are some of the hardest fighters. Like I would not because they would, have to constantly get rather, fucked with. I would rather fight a straight nigga than I would rather fight a gay nigga because a gay nigga I feel like would fuck me up way worse than a, like a straight nigga would just because like straight niggas be so soft they be like they be confused they don't even know what to do with themselves like honestly. <laughs> And I have fought a hella straight dudes. Like, the last fight I ever got into when I was 17 years old, I beat up a straight guy. Mm-hmm. So, he deserved it. We're not going to go into that, but he deserved <laughs> it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, honestly. Like, it's just, <sighs> strength is measured in so many different ways. Sexuality has nothing to do with strength or character. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some straight people who are trash, and I know straight people who are great. I know gay people who are trash. I know gay people who are great. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then, also, sexuality is not a choice, y'all. Do you think any of us would be choosing to be attracted to men? I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> you looked at me. That was a, that's a lesbian joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, like, it's just... No one chooses that shit. It's like the thing we choose. Like, race is a choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot different how I look on it now, but back when we were younger, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. But that's the thing. The people who protested the most are the people who are afraid of it because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. That's what we used to always laugh. Well, we didn't mention this last week on the show, but we used to always laugh because a lot of cats in school that would go around be like, oh, man, you gay, man. You fuck you. You know, that shit. Then they come out the rumors that they down in the locker room, like, fucking with each other and shit. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> try to call I mean. us soft, motherfucker. You down there touching motherfucking booty holes and shit. And that's the thing, like, some of the, like, the hardest niggas who always be like, oh, that's gay, that's good, that's a pussy yeah. ass nigga. Those would be the niggas who like to get pegged. Ask me how I know. <laughs> hit, hit my Twitter oh, you said, DMs. Oh, you said pegged. Pegged. Oh, okay. Ask me how oh, I know. Hit my Twitter DMs. <laughs> Just like, oh, yeah, the biggest assholes are usually the ones who like it in the ass. Like, Mm-hmm. They be on the DL stuff and be so mad at like they they internalize it like they're upset with themselves because of their sexuality and they don't know how to process it so they take it out on everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like I had an issue like because when I was a teenager that's when I finally accepted that I was gay and I was still like really questioning it because I was like it was a very confusing time and I can't rationalize none of it it didn't make sense I was a child so I'm gonna just put it up there uh-huh. but like when I finally did accept that I was gay like I didn't take it out on other people. I took it out on God. Like, that's what I said. That's when I stepped away from Christianity, too, because I just couldn't keep dealing with the right. homophobia and shit. And I was just like, fuck you, God. I was you know, church people be even worse than so the black folks. Oh, I'm God, going, man. <laughs> you black and go to church. And you, oh, my God. Bruh, tell me why. I grew, okay, so in middle school, I went to a Christian school. Uh-huh. And I had moved out of out of town. and But I was still friends with my friends from Christian school, whatever. One of my best friends found out that I was gay because then it came out on social media and stuff like that. And blah, blah, blah. and so we were talking about it and she was like, um, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh, yeah. I heard that line like, all the time. And then this bitch come out as a full-blooded lesbian. I was so <laughs> fucking, man. Me and her, I wanted to beat her ass so much. I was like, you gave me grief talking about Adam and Steve. Where the fuck is, bitch? 
And she was the fucking gayest of them all. Mm-hmm. I was just like all the time church people be calling, used to call me a heathen or shit because I ain't go to church, but then they be cheating on their wives and shit. Man, churches be trash. That's why I don't even, who, especially black ones. Black ones be like, I don't, because I haven't gone to a whole white ones. A lot of white ones, you just, they be trying to get your ass out of there. I was saying, I was about to say, because it was weird because it's like, uh, when I used to stay over PJ's house on the weekend, his mom would go to like the all black church, but then his dad would go to the white church. And when we went with his dad to go to the white church, like you said, we go in there, read their scripture, sing a couple songs, and they would do their, uh, what's that, where they eat the cookie, what is that called? Oh, like communion. Yeah, that. They do communion. cookie. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is. And then they go home. It shows you how much I know. And then they leave. But then you go to the black church, and you we there all fucking morning and afternoon. And I'm just sitting there like, I ain't had no hair at the time, so I'm probably just scratching the top of my head like, let me out. And Man. I can't because I'm stuck. If you don't <laughs> eat before you go to black church, you're going to be starving. Like, your stomach going to be, like, singing louder than the choir, man. Mm-hmm. Black church is a fucking talent show. It's 20 people that got saved and born again. <laughs> Screaming had, in the background. You had two baptisms. We done did 14 offerings because the pastor wants a new bins. Like, mm-hmm. so. And then you got to do it. Everyone sitting there clicking up after. And then people want to sit there and talk afterwards. You know, the pastor's always fucking someone that he's not supposed to be fucking with his wife. <laughs> and the choir, they, they, they always want to preach about homosexuality, but the choir guy is gay. And everyone <laughs> knows it. Then you got to deal with the the pastor's daughter is pregnant and they're still not telling the church yet and they're trying to keep it under wraps and you know it's just be all types of bullshit going on in the church and it's just like like I remember one of the last churches I went to man like the the pastor's son hit me up out of nowhere out of the blue one day and apparently he be running himself through all the girls in the church and he thought that he was gonna hit me up <laughs> and I was like nigga I didn't like You're you then mixed. he was like <laughs> I didn't like you then I don't like you now cause I almost beat his ass one time I don't play his I'll still beat his ass if I have to I don't like him I see like I said, I have to tell my folks all the time, I could praise God from the home if that's what I want to do. I don't have to go out there and be bothered, y'all. Mm-hmm. And then the youth director, the pastor, had a baby with the youth, youth director while he was married to his wife. Damn. And then he had babies with his wife. And the girl's still in the church. <laughs> that's how That's how church, man, that's why I don't go to church, man. Well, here you go. Number Good. one place I ever got bullied at was church. I had to be, I. Yeah, I can see that. I don't do church. <laughs> I see. We do do this movie, though. Yes. To get back, back to, to it. it. I guess after the lesbian sex talk and all that, Jamie comes over. Oh, because we know the sick too, ain't she? Yeah. Because that's why girl is there with her. came through, yeah. yeah. And Opal was talking to her too about like, you know, why don't you ever settle down? You don't have no one to take care of you. And she's like, Jamie comes by every day. And then Jamie comes through and they looking at each other like. Oh, because he knocks on the door and the girl he walks over. She just says, who? Says me. Who this? Basically, he says, me. Who are you? And he opens up the door. This Jamie. <laughs> and he goes and sits over there with her, and that's what he says. she says. Uh, Opal's keep me company or something. Yeah, like he's that. like, you can go home now. <laughs> like he dismisses her real quick, right? And she's like, and Noah's like, you are welcome to stay as long as you want. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to tell her that she don't have to stay around if she don't want to. Like he's territorial, you can tell, which most men are honestly. Immediately told her to get the fuck out, because the girl is like, hey, she's I can stay, I ain't going nowhere. So then he goes like, you lay down, I'm going to go talk to her. And he says something to her, basically again telling her to get the fuck out. I forget what exactly he says finally to get her to leave. Because they start going back to her because he's like, I know you're trying to, basically, I know you're trying to fuck her. And it ain't going down because I'm here now, so get the fuck home. Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember the exact words, but yeah, that's what it was. Well, after this, you're introduced to Greer. How would you describe Greer? Greer is the type of nigga that thinks the sun revolves around him. And he just, he got his head... So far up his ass, he could probably tell you what he ate two weeks in advance. 
little pretty boy motherfucker. Yeah. Cause he got like the uh, like the little slick back, like curt, like wavy, mm-hmm. like greasy hair. Always and shit. working out, looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah, that's what he's looking away. She's like, "Is there ever time you like not look at yourself or something?" Mm-hmm. One word description I have is asshole. Aww. What? I thought you were talking about him, not you. Ah, yeah. I've <laughs> said it before many times. I've been called asshole a lot. He's my asshole, though. I love you. I'm alright with that, though. I know. I get called an asshole, too. It's so there you go. I know. That's why I love you. You're an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> we're just two assholes together. There you go. Living in harmony. Yeah. Pissing off the rest of the world. E harmony. One fuck at a time. There you <laughs> like, go. <laughs> that should be our new catchphrase. Two assholes living in a world, <laughs> living together, pissing off the world. One fuck at a time. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about these people. Out here. Nah, I love y'all though. What's about these other people that don't fuck with that homie? Y'all? The scrubs. Or as my shirt says, that the spirit actually got me this shirt as y'all probably see on camera. Says I used to be a people person. Then people ruined it, and that is exactly what what happened. I saw that. He got it for him for his birthday. I saw that, and I was like, that's Brent. Yeah, pretty much. Got some Punisher pants to go with it. Mm -hmm. And a Punisher shirt. There you go. A Punisher mug. (laughs) A lot of punishment. Mm -hmm. McGreer is at Nola's crib, and like I already said, he's lifting weights, and she makes the comment, like, is there ever a time where you're not looking at yourself? He be lightweight dissing her and shit for real. It's funny that she even fuck with this nigga. He's what's he saying? He's like when he's talking to the camera, he's like he's trying to basically like make her more educated and more. Yeah, he's like I improved her life. I got yeah. her to read and took her to different yeah. places and like she is more refined now. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's what all, bitch. <laughs> he's a he's a pretentious, egotistical asshole. There you go. Oh, egotistical. That could have been the one word. Ethnocentric. What is it? Ethnocentric. Oh. I said Afrocentric. I'm like, really? He sound like a sellout for a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the restaurant. What does he say to her at the restaurant? Is it kind of pisses her off? Um, is this in Jamaica? No, Jamaica was upstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was, she was talking about pretty much about uh, getting rid of the other two guys. Yes, I didn't. I didn't get at first. I was wondering until a certain point if like the three dudes knew that they were all basically fucking the same girl. But I guess they they didn't know. Yeah. Because like you said at the table, he's like talking to her about getting rid of the two motherfuckers and. Just fucking with him exclusively. She's like, nah. Because they always refer to each other as her friends. Yeah. Which I hate when people do that. Like, my white family still refer to Brent as my friend. And I'm just like, <laughs> we've been together a whole year. And we live together. I don't think that's my friend no more. Like, it's a one-bedroom <laughs> apartment. Like. Mm-hmm. I ain't sleeping on the couch downstairs. Nope. Well, sometimes. we sometimes we do. But I lay down here with you, though. When you do, yeah. So. so we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> fall asleep on the couch together like an old couple <laughs> there you go well that's why i got the little reclining joint so you can lay across and i can lay forward and it works out it's mm-hmm. like a tetris block i just put a pillow on his lap grab my stitch <laughs> stitch dog mm-hmm. he got me this for valentine's day oh and i like to cuddle with it and she did the thing where she's like i'm gonna have to come back and give me a stitch dog i'm like do you want one she's like well, uh, well i mean i'll come back I'm like no no come on back nope <laughs> Cause like he had took me out to Benihana's and he already bought me flowers and chocolates and this adorable ass gift for Valentine's Day that I ain't gonna get into but it was really nice like, <laughs> detailed and so I'm like I'm not about to have him spending money on me he already spent a whole bunch of money on me and he was just like get your ass back here basically girl. yeet which one you want yeet you back to the Disney store you want the big one or the little one guy <laughs> He's like, fuck it, we get the big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm like, oh, we get the big one. That's, that's why I worked overtime, so I could do that shit. He's so sweet. Oh. 
my baby baby. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him to get that audio clip. I'm gonna just use that as a sound bite. It's not even my birthday. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that's the part of the song. Oh, that's I, why I, I keep I, singing it. I don't it. know that song. Cause it's in, yeah, it's in that um, Rihanna song. I mean, I know the song, but I don't oh. know like words to it. I've never listened to it before. Baby, baby. Uh, it's not even my birthday, my birthday. But he wanted to ice my, ice my, get to the <laughs> <laughs> Well, after all that happened, they're back at Nola's spot again, and they're doing, like, some kind of stretch exercise or something. He starts talking about, yeah, I may, I'm going to be on the cover of GQ. At first, I thought he was fucking with her, but he was, I guess, telling the truth, I guess. Yeah. And they get excited. She's like, oh, congrats and shit. And then this is a... She starts moving toward that bed. And she starts taking off her leotard. Because he's trying to talk her and do something, and she's just like, shut up, basically. Like, don't say nothing else. Mm-hmm. And she still lays down a bed, but then I got mad because she's like red laying there ready, like the like, like doing the little the little air traffic dude is pointing towards the pussy, like you <laughs> ready for enter entrance. Mm-hmm. He's like okay, and he starts taking. He takes off his shirt first, but then he starts like folding it like all pressed. And, and he takes his time with it too, like yeah. he's just like it's like takes like a whole like two minutes to fold the shirt up properly, and you can tell because it keeps cutting back to her. And at first she's with it, and then she's like. Like, uh, uh, like getting annoyed like come on motherfucker then he takes the pants off and he's folding them and doing all this shit and he finally gets in the bed with her and by the time she gets in the bed with her it looks like she don't even want to be bothered no more cause she kinda just got her head on her hands like motherfucker for real like the pussy done dried all the way up get the lube motherfucker like <laughs> it's all bad I was like come on it was it was annoying me like what is he doing it's just like it's me it's like get this shit off and let's get this popping bro like ungodly Oh, I'm surprised. I, w- I was surprised she even let him hit that dude. I would have been like, "Go home, <laughs> <laughs> fuck out." She didn't have no vibrators. That's why she. Oh man! But after that, he introduced to uh, Nola's pops. His name was Sonny. He's playing the piano, and I had to look at us. I was like, "I think that's Spike Lee's dad." And that was Spike Lee's dad, Bill Lee. So I was like, "Hey." So he's talking about Nola about how he grew. She grew around like music and all this stuff. He was she- playing a song on the piano, and he said he wrote that for her. Yeah. And um, he was talking about how like he never like saw anything like that was weird about her growing up, that, mm-hmm. and that he always like tried to, him and her mom tried to like expose her to some of the best things like piano lessons and ballet lessons and stuff like that and then like um i think doesn't it cut back and forth between him and nola yeah she's like doing her it, well i mean it goes into her art montage after that yeah and so um but was she talking at the same time too was it? i don't i don't remember if she was talking with him. i remember she said something about growing up all around music all the well, time that was after he was done oh. talking i think that goes into the montage um well then he is like the only thing i could say that was weird about uh, nola is that she crawled backwards before she learned how to walk yeah because after he says that is when it cuts to her at right after that then she's doing the art montage but then um yeah after that is when uh jamie comes by he, he like swoops her and spins her around as the closers her eyes and is like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to what's he say? Click he gives your hair. Gives her a birthday card first. That's all right. Yeah. And then he's like, "I got another surprise." Yeah. Then he has her close her eyes and he's like, "Click your heels three times to say there's no place like home or something like that." Mm-hmm. And I get it now. I didn't realize it at the time, but when they finally, when he finally, I guess, has her open her eyes, it, the film cuts away and it just color out of nowhere. This movie's in black and white, but then it goes into color, and I just realized the Wizard of Oz reference there, because of course that starts in black and white and goes into color too. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the Wizard of Oz, so I mean, I didn't immediately think of that the at the Wiz time. The Wiz was better. The Wiz is alright. Uh, it has Michael Jackson. I, that's than no, I. they don't matter. That movie still it's, it's too long too. That shit's over two hours long. 
Come on, ease on down, ease on down. <laughs> you and PJ can review that movie one day. I'm good on that. You keep giving me these looks like girl. <laughs> like girl. Like, like girl. Like you're getting annoyed with me. You saw a girl like the Invader Zim thing. I knew you thought of that. That's why I had to <laughs> clarify. Uh-huh. If you were giving me a look like girl, you'd just be like, that would be girl. Because he just stares off into space mm-hmm. all the time. When the movie pops off in the color and it fucked me up for a second, actually. Like, fuck my eyes up because I was used to looking at black and white in color. I was like, oh shit, I had to blink for a couple of times. That's so he was watching it in the dark, too. <laughs> but there's a whole musical number, like dance number, that pops off. It's a guy and a girl that are dancing, and it's like, I don't know, like romantic. How would you describe this shit? It's like a romantic, like, ballet. Yeah, there dance. you go. I couldn't think of the fucking word being ballet. Except for they don't really do point toe or, like, on toe. I forget whatever it's called. When they're like on their tippy toes, they don't do that. I don't, ballet know, I don't know the verbiage for none of that. I couldn't even remember ballet. <laughs> <laughs> but after it's all over, they bring her a, a cake over. And he's like, Jamie's like, yo, make a wish. And I, I I was wondering if this was like an outtake that they left in because she blows the, the flame out. But then it comes back. And then they all laugh. And like, no, that she gets up and like walks off the camera. So I was like, I wonder if that was an outtake they left in there. Oh, I thought she fell out the chair. Or maybe that was, I just know she goes off camera. I know that maybe she fell. But I was like, oh, that shit looked like an outtake. I guess after all that, they're back home laying in the bed. And Mars calls, trying to come over there. He's like, you know, it's your birthday. You know, I let me come over. And she's like, yo, it's late. He's like, it's late. It's your birthday. You know, you ain't supposed to be asleep right now. And he's like, is Jamie there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, don't remember if she answered him or not. I think she after that she was just like when he asked her he was like I'll just call you in the morning. Y'all. That's when he's like he gets it I think because he's like all right I'll let you in the morning. Yeah. yeah and wait. then Jamie's like who is that and she's like it's Mars he went to come over but I told him I, it was too late. She's like he's like did you tell them you were with me and he said tell him it's late. He's like you didn't tell me you was with me. Right like <laughs> y'all your feelings. Yeah this is your boy Simpy the whole movie. <laughs> That's, that fuck me up. we'll get to that then but I was so surprised that. She picked the simpiest motherfucker out of three. I didn't. Ex- well, I'll get to the end of who I thought she was going to fuck with. But uh, Because to Jamie, like one of his little singers, where he's talking to the camera, he was talking about a poem that he wrote for her. He's like, I do poetry and shit. I have no idea what the fuck the poem was, but he's reading to her and she seemed to like it. But then he cut to Mars talking to the camera, talking about basically your poem was whack. And then uh, I forget he said some more shit, but then the next thing it cuts to is uh, I couldn't tell if it was him at first because it's just like a close up shot of her titty. And then a head coming down and like sucking on it, licking on it. I thought it was Greer, but it actually was Spike Lee. Because I actually made a comment. I was like, oh, I guess Spike Lee ain't go paddle sex scenes in his own movie. I'm like, oh, that is well, Spike I'm Lee. I'm pretty sure it is. Cause <laughs> it's very similar to the sex scene in Do, Do the, the Right, right thing. thing with the ice cubes. Yeah. Yeah, because it actually, because when she fucked Jamie and Greer, it actually showed him kind of thrusting on top of each other. But with Spike Lee, it's just him like sucking on her nipple and putting his tongue in her belly button and shit. And then it has like her. Cause you find out he's been doing all this shit with his shoes on. He still got the Air Jordans on, and she's like rubbing her feet on him. He's like, "Yo, chill, stop!" Like, she get like, get like off my shoes. Shaking, he like he having an orgasm. Yeah, her rubbing <laughs> on his shoes with her feet and shit. After all that though, I think that's a Mars like confessing like, "I love you," basically. And she's like, "You don't love me, or whatever." You just she's like, "You're in love with the sex." <laughs> there you go. That's what, okay. I guess Mars knows the thing he got going for him because he can make her laugh. So, because she seemed, like, super annoyed when he said that I love you shit. So, he, like, goes under the, uh, the pillow. He's like, I ever tell you he used to be a superhero? She's like, nah, I, didn't, I don't remember that one or something. So, he comes out from under the fucking sheets or whatever they're on. And he has her panties over his face. Mm-hmm. So, I'm panty man. And she, of course, starts laughing. So, you can smell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he starts saying somebody, like, his hair is itching and shit. So, she starts, like, I guess, greasing and scratching his scalp out. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, that was something I'm until uh, the spirit. I didn't know that was a thing people did. I didn't know people just like scratch dandruff out of scalps and shit. I just never had that happen to me. 
Well, you have because you don't have dandruff. <laughs> I mean, I have it, but it's yeah. I have bad dandruff. Like God did not bless me with <laughs> a good scalp because, like, I got the thinnest hair, and it's just I got dandruff ass scalp, and my hair don't know if it want to be white or black. Somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Right now, I think it's kind of going more white oh. for me. It'll probably go back black. Who knows? It has its its moments. Yeah. It's it, white for the winter, black for the summer. Yeah, but dandruff, man. <laughs> dandruff be a bitch because your scalp be itching, but you don't want to scratch it because then you have, like, snow on top of your head. Yeah. I used to have a problem with that because my mom used to get mad because um, I used to have, like, the big, when I was a kid, I had the big puffy, like, bomber jacket shits. Mm-hmm. And um, my I used to joke with my little brother, and I'd be like, yo, I can make it snow. And I will scratch my hair, and it would just be flakes all over my motherfucking blue. It was bright blue jacket. And so my mom would be mad. She's like, what are you doing? Because we put going out somewhere. She's like, she brushing like going everywhere looking like that she'll get pissed so I used to have her about like I do that and that shit would just be flying off my head when I was a kid mine's always in the front and my mom she will like, most of the time what I do is I just wash it and like scratch it out wash my hair and like throw some oil on my scalp but then mm-hmm. the issue with that is my scalp will like reject the oil and put it in my hair and then the hair goes in my face and then the oil goes into yeah. my face and then I break out so that's a catch 22 but yeah like my mom be scratching the hell out of my damn scalp and that shit be feeling so good <laughs> See, back in my younger days, I didn't care about all that shit, so I was like, it was funny. But once I started caring about how I looked, then I started like, nah, this got to go now. <laughs> it was just like extremely dry scalp is what I have. So I wish there was something that I could like put on my, like a lotion for my scalp. There's shit, I'm sure. Well, you got that one shit upstairs now, so. Yeah, but that's, you can only put that in your hair when it's wet. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I'm sure there's something out there. But while, they're, uh, while Nola and uh, Mars are... You know, playing around and shit. Jamie calling on the phone, looking salty as fuck. The shit ain't answering. Cause Mars is like, "You want me to answer it for you?" She says, "Sure," or whatever. And she, he, I think, he kicks the fucking phone over and knocks it off the hook. <laughs> so then you get the little busy signal or whatever it is. So he slams up. Jamie slams the phone down. And he gets pissed off because he probably already know what's going down. And then I think it cuts back to Greer and he's salty about no. He think he's talking to the camera, saying basically she need to go see a doctor because. She got a problem. She got a sickness. She has a sex sex sex, ad- sex addiction. Yeah, and actually, I didn't expect her to actually go to a doctor, but it actually cuts to to doctor, Doctor Jameson. And I think she says basically, you know, that Nola came for like one session and said she was better now or something. Yeah, like she said that honestly, she said the doctor said that she thought there wasn't. She wanted to do more sessions with Nola, like two or three. So at least sessions. two more, yeah. But she said honestly, she felt like Nola has a sexy health life. <laughs> Like, there's mm-hmm. no issue there. Yeah. And then I think it comes back to girl and he's like, well, what the fuck do the... He was like, it's a woman doctor. What the fuck does she know? That's the thing is, guys, <laughs> they love to fuck around, but they have such an issue with girls fucking around. Like, dudes... Well, well I think that's one of the, the whole things of the movie is basically that she's living the lifestyle that a lot of guys like to do. And it's just showing it from the opposite perspective. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the thing is, guys have such an issue with that stuff. Like, it aggravates my soul. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was getting divorced... I was still legally married, but I wasn't with my ex-husband. We hadn't been together for a long time. He moved out. I moved out, and I was dating again, and every person I ever dated knew that I was married. I wasn't going to hide it because it's public knowledge. Like, you can look that shit up. Uh-huh. But, like, I wasn't, like, sometimes I wasn't trying to have relationships. Like, I was just like, this is just a thing going on, and I don't know what it is, but it's a friends with benefits, so I'm not trying to be your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you can go see other people. I'll probably be seeing other people, and dudes would be okay with that. They'd be like, yeah, yeah. But then as soon as they <laughs> then when you, they're okay with them being able to go fuck around. They don't want you to go fuck around. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they have an issue with that, as soon as they see that that's what's going on, they have an issue with it. And yeah. I just don't be playing that shit. Like, I wasn't, like, all, like, no or nothing like that because honestly I didn't 
have the time to and people annoyed me too much for <laughs> yeah, me, like, about to say, yeah. a group like that but i mean like it's just guys don't know how to act guys can't handle what they dish out <laughs> i know i never cared to have a the multiple girlfriend things like you said i would just probably get annoyed with all that shit honestly trying to juggle all them different emotions around and then one of them get mad about it and you got to be like i'm just like no fuck all that it's either one or none for me i'm good that's the thing when you go into things like that you have to really find someone who's looking for the same thing you are yeah but like you said though they might say that until you get into it and then they like flip on you it's like what the and fuck and that's when you end the relationship like it's yeah. not because the thing is honestly like you have to have like a uh, conversation with, with people people are so afraid to talk about things <laughs> like everyone loves to talk and text so much but no one likes to actually talk about them Mm-hmm. Like and that's the thing. Like you have to talk about things. You have to open those lines of communication. Like because I've had friends with benefit situations where that was very understood. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if this should be too telling. Well, that's your call, girl. I mean, I kind of had a Nola Darling situation for a, a little bit. Is when I'm separated from my ex-husband. I met a guy. I wasn't looking for anyone, but I met a guy and we liked mm-hmm. each other. And we were just kind of seeing where things went. At the same time, someone from like way back when popped up at the same time and was trying to initiate something with me and i was honest with all people involved like they knew what was up that's how she was in the movie too sometimes you know one person would spend the night and i'd get picked up for a date and you know by someone else and like they would know it wasn't like i ever hid anything from me like anyone i wasn't lying about them i was just like look I'm not exactly sure what I want right now, and I'm mm-hmm. just seeing where things go. Yeah. They both knew what was up, and they were both there. Mm-hmm. And we were cool, and we all hung out and spent time together. So Yeah. Well, that leads into the next note pretty much. That's a good segue, because the next note I got is that she's having Thanksgiving dinner with all three guys at the house together. It did not go as well as mine did. <laughs> no, nah, not at all, because they immediately get to fucking fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think, well, I know Jamie and Mars basically double team Greer, like basically. Greer is an asshole. Yeah, He's a pretentious asshole. <laughs> I don't even think Greer likes himself. Probably why he is the way he is. He's just an asshole. But it gets to the point where they're going back and forth with each other, and Nola's like, "Y'all don't basically shut the fuck up. Everybody gonna get the hell out of here. Ain't nobody gonna stay here tonight." So they try and get cool. As it gets to where I think Greer even what he walks off. I forget what makes him walk off. These Spike Lee almost basically or Mars calls him like a sellout basically, <laughs> and then he walks out. I was like, I ain't got to deal with this shit. So then Nola gets up and walks off. I probably go try and talk to him. But then Jamie and Mars, what they start talking. He's like, pass me the, the the cranberry salad or something. And they start talking about shit. And, and then Mars is like, how about this? You get her ah, four yeah. nights a week. I get her three nights. But I get her my but two of my three nights from the weekend. He's like, I get the weekends. And then, Jamie's like, that's mighty black of you. Right. But after that, you cut to all three of the guys are back together with Nola in the bedroom. And they're playing fucking Scrabble. And it, again, it doesn't leave, it doesn't go very well because yeah. they start fighting again. Yeah, because um, Mars he makes some word and and Greer is like that's not a word and, and Mars is like look it up it is and then Mars uh, Greer keeps going off about how how oh, you got me sitting with these idiots and, yeah. and so she's like look I'm tired of this whatever and she decides she's gonna go lay down and then the next scene it shows like her laying in bed with Jamie Jamie's got her arm around her and they're like uh-huh. knocked out. Mars is sitting like on the end of the on bed. On the foot of the bed. And then like uh Greer is sitting in a chair next to the bed. And Greer gets pissed off because he's not the one laying in bed with with Nola, so he gets he up leaves. and leaves. And then Mars after Greer leaves, he's like fucking with Nola's foot, trying to see if she's gonna wake up or whatever and she don't, so he bangs out. I'll tell something the spirit I surprised because uh 
uh, Jamie's laying to her left. I thought for a second that he was just gonna lay on the right side and wrap his arm around her too or something, but he just says, fuck it, throws on his jacket and bangs out. And it kind of zooms in on Jamie and Nolan. I think you can see he kind of cracks a smile as you probably can hear him leaving or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 it's fuck, this fuck me up. I didn't know where this was going at first. But um, the next morning, you cut to like the door handle shaking real hard, like somebody trying to break in or something, and the door opens, and these three uh, women walk in, they're talking about. Nola darling ain't shit. She keeps stealing their man. She fuck him and leave him. They fucking up a home record. She's calling her a home record and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are we going to do about this? And the girl, he likes some matches. And like, basically, we're going to burn her ass. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect this turn in this movie. But as they put the uh, fire in the bed, like Nola screams, wakes up our bed, yell, fire, fire. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, damn, this movie going to end way differently than I thought it was. <laughs> I thought they going to burn her ass. But she had a uh, nightmare. And Jamie's still there where he's always, you know, it's a nightmare. It'd be all right. I was crying. I was like, damn, we really in with her being on fire. I would die, bro. That would not have been funny. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was just like, damn, that would have been so out of nowhere. That would be like the original end of Clerks. Oh, I haven't showed you Clerks. Damn. Especially because, like, the girls hadn't been introduced as characters. And that's yeah, that's what popped out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was like, whoa, what is this? Didn't know none of those niggas had girls. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was like, didn't think they had none. Because I think one of them even was talking about, like, Mars like, got me pregnant or about to have my baby or something. So I was like, whoa, where did this come from all of a sudden? It was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But yeah, I think and I think this is where Yo yeah, cause okay, he tells her to go back to sleep afterwards, but I think Jamie gives her like an ultimatum, like, you need to figure out which one of us you need you gonna be with her or else I ain't gonna be around much longer. Well, cause he tells her that he's, he's fucking with the with dancer. Else, the the, dancer da- the from, dancing chick from the, the from birthday. Yeah, the ballet shit earlier. And so he's like, You need to decide. So, I mean I'm gonna go fuck with her and you gonna be on your own basically. He's like you go back to sleep and think about it, we'll talk about it when we wake back up. It's like, oh, okay. I guess later on that day, maybe she's hanging out with Greer on the rooftop. And damn it, I can't remember exactly what happened here. But I know she, he said something oh, that pisses her off. Greer is like, I'm going to Jamaica. Yeah, that's she's the Jamaica part, yeah. Because um, I guess he's going for some photo shoot shit or whatever. And she's like, I honestly don't know if I can stand to be with you for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn, why are you fucking with me? He gets mad, but I'm like, dude, like, is this surprising? But um, he's like, well, uh, he's like, well, I need to answer now. She's like, right now? She was, he's like, yeah. She's like, well, the answer is no. He's like, well, I'll give you a couple of days to think yeah. about it. Well, I'll give you a couple of nights to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't expect that answer, did he? Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. I was like, why she even fucking with this dude? She only, if you can't stand to be with him, too, he's like, just let this motherfucker go, man. Oh, my God. I couldn't be with someone who would insult me like that. Because like, I would yeah. really beat his ass. Yeah. It was multiple times you was telling you to beat his ass when he was watching it. I want to really beat his ass. I want to cuss him the fuck out and make him feel... Verbally beat your ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Verbally assault you a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Why did that you cut to uh, Jamie's talking back to the camera? While he's doing it, fucking Morris comes up on his bicycle. And he's like, man, you still talking about Nola Darling? He's like, man, basically fuck Nola Darling, man. She's not reliable. I had tickets to this NBA game. To the All-Star game or something. she didn't even show up. I missed the first half of the damn game. Yeah. <laughs> and he was saying, I forget, I don't know no sports and shit. But he's talking about somebody. He's like, man, such and such scored this many points that game. And Jamie's like, yeah, I know that game you're talking about. And they actually started just going back for about basketball for about five minutes or so. Before Mars finally, you know, leaves. And then he just, I think Jamie's just like, you, you see this motherfucker? Like, you see this shit right here I'm, I'm talking about? How exactly does it happen? Because the next note is that Jamie leaves Nola. Like, he, like, dumps her, basically. He Well, I don't remember how I say He dumps her. But he opens up the door and Opal's at the door and he just said, you can have her or she's yours now or something. Oh, they're at the apartment, yeah, and they're getting into it or whatever. And then he's like, said something like, this is like the last time or something, like I'm done, I'm done yeah. and stuff. 
and Opal comes in and uh he's like you can have her and then he she's like what's going on she goes over to um Nola and she she's like um Jamie just uh rushed past me she's like well it's not the first time but it's probably it might last. be the last time yeah, yeah. And like I told the spirit, I was like, girl, he immediately has the worst, like, timing because she starts telling him, trying to scoop close to her and she, like, even kisses her at one point. You can tell Nola ain't trying to deal with the shit right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, bad time to make that move, girly. Because mm-hmm. she tells her, like, I think she tells her to get the fuck out. Like, you need to go. Yeah, she was like... Or she, I think she asked her, she's like, do I need to go? And she just kind of shakes her head like, yeah, you need to go. She was like, um... <laughs> trying to play off of the emotional vulnerability of her at the time which is a fucking yeah, not a good thing to do that, yeah trash move people don't do that <laughs> so that was a, that was a bad call all around for her yeah don't be doing that it might get you what you want but it is very bad to do that to people don't do that mm-hmm. well after that my next note is uh, I almost said Lola damn Lola's in the bed uh, she's masturbating playing with herself rubbing on her titties rubbing her pussy and shit and I guess she's like fuck it I'm gonna call Jamie real quick and uh, he picks up the phone and she's like I need you to come by and he's like for what she's like I just need you to come by it's an emergency. It's an emergency. There you go. And he's like, all right, I'll be over there. And then I called this shit because he's laying there. But at the angle it was shot, I'm like, there's another. I was like, that dancer's probably in the bed with him. When he hangs up the phone, he lays down and the dancer, the dancer chick's right there in the bed. He's like, who's that? It's like a friend in need. He's like, well, if you, she's like, if you go, I'm not going to be here when you get back. Yeah. And he gets up anyways. Like, okay. <laughs> I got what I wanted beat it. But uh, he gets to Nola's house. And, and he's like, what's the emergency? What's yeah. wrong? And Nola's like. Um, I needed you. I missed you. I wanted you. And he was like, I thought it was an emergency. I wouldn't have came. Yeah, he here. came in there rushing like he thought something was really wrong. Yeah, he was like, I wouldn't have came if it wasn't an emergency. <laughs> She's like, well, I wanted to make love. And he's like, you don't want me to make love. You want to fuck. fuck. Yeah. And that's. All right, I got to ask you. Yeah, I got to ask you this because I wanted your opinion on this because I was like, that shit look like Rick. But, um. Like he said she's like, I want to make love. And he's a mad. And he's like, so he's already mad at her. And then now he's mad that she hadn't come all the way out there for this shit. So he's like, oh, you don't want to make love. You want to fuck. So he kind of, he bends her, like, shoves her over the bed. So she's bent over, yanks her motherfucking drawers down, sticks his dick in her. And he starts fucking her super hard. So the part where she even says, like, you're hurting me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whose pussy is this? And uh, he's, she's like, it's yours and all that shit. And I guess he busts a nut in her because he kind of goes, ah, and all that shit. And then he pulls out and is like. I forget, he said something after that. He pushes her down into the bed. That's what I'm saying, he like shoved her, yeah, 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 so he did, yeah, he shoved her down to bed, said something, and then bangs out, and she's sitting there probably crying and upset and everything, so I gotta ask you, was that rape? Because she, I mean, because that, she was like, I want to fuck, but not like that, I guess, but at the same time, it's like he's forcing it in there until the point where it's hurting her, so it's like, is it like pseudo rape, or, because she does say near the end of the movie, like, you use near rape, she called it near rape in quotes and shit. Yeah, um... I'm going to... I, I was like, it's a hate fuck. That's why I put in my notes. That's the thing. I'm going to go with yes. Yes, it, it is right. Yeah. Okay. Because you can tell it she doesn't like want it. it. The thing is, because you can have sex with pain and the pain be wanted and that's okay. Sometimes like, people like pain as a part of sex. But that mm-hmm. was sex with anger. That, that was, was sex. hate fucking. Yeah, that's <laughs> not... Like, that's not... If you're having sex with someone and it's consensual and shit and you're making love all that, that doesn't involve hate or anger. There shouldn't be angry sex, you know what I mean? Like, there's, of course, making up sex. You know, people make up after arguments and stuff, but that's not, like, anger-filled, hate-filled. Like, sex in its pure and good form, it can include flogging and whipping and choking <laughs> and whatever shit people like that are that do include pain, if that's uh-huh. people's kinks, but it doesn't include hate. And if it includes hate, you shouldn't be having sex. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go with that was... Well, I got a quote here for you from Spike Lee about this scene. It says, in a 2014 interview with the Huffington Post, Spike Lee said that he regretted including the scene in which Jamie rapes Nola. So, there you go. And he explained, quote, if I was able to have any do-overs, that would be it. 
it was just totally stupid. I was immature. I, it made light of rape, and that's the one thing I would take back. I was immature, and I hate the fact that I did not view rape as the vile act that it is. So, there you go. And that's a, I, I'm pretty sure that was 2014. The show came on 2017, so I'm sure this didn't happen in the show, right? No, I remember that happening in the show. Well, I'm saying if he's saying that in 2014, I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. But that's why that's when we were watching. I kind of looked at you. I'm like, is he raping her right now? I'm like, because that's what it looks like. That's definitely what it felt like. It yeah, I'm like, like whoa. And this that's is... the thing, because her like she tries to diminish it a little bit by saying you're near rape. Yeah, and then she just continues to you know involve herself with him, which is that doesn't excuse it and that doesn't change yeah. it because people are, will i know feel confused because of that the thing is, is a lot of people especially when you are raped by someone that you already have a relationship with you know or a romantic relationship with and you already think and believe this person loves you it's hard for you to rationalize with yourself that that person just raped you yeah because it's just like in your brain you're like no they wouldn't do that because they love me mm -hmm. and but and it's just two completely like opposite factors right that are like with each other to for you to help rationalize what just happened mm -hmm. a lot of people you know a lot of women are raped by people that they have romantic relationships with yeah and a lot of times they continue to have romantic relationships with those people and that doesn't excuse what that person does it doesn't belittle or change what happened to them mm -hmm. and the people still do need to be held accountable for it no matter how long it takes that person to come to um grips with what happened all right because it's not okay and just because you have a romantic relationship with someone does not mean that that person that you're entitled to that person's body whenever you want that's not part of love people can still like even though me and brent are together and live together and shit like if he wants to have sex and i was like no that doesn't mean he just gets to have sex with me mm -hmm. that's not how that goes just because we've had sex before does not mean that i owe it to him anytime mm -hmm. like that's not how relationships work and that's not how consent works all right PSA. Well, there you go. Well, after that shit happened, she goes and visits her homegirls at Clorinda. And is, uh, I think she was asking her for help about like what she should do and all that shit, right? Because this is right before she starts dumping motherfuckers. So I think she goes to her like for advice. I feel like, yeah, but it was weird because like, she was like talking for a long time about like how she hadn't heard from her in forever. And then talking about how she was like kind of confused about what to do and stuff. And mm -hmm. then... I think Clarinda was, Clarinda was like pretty much like, I think you already have your answer. Yeah. So it wasn't like, she knew what she should do. I don't think she really needed to go to Clarinda for yeah. advice. Well, I guess you know, you know, you know something that you might do still ask your homie or like, you know, yeah. what you get their opinion on it. I do that all the time with you. Yeah, I do it. Too. I've done it with PJ for like, what you think I should do, homie? And he does it cause me some time the same way. So we all do it. Yeah. But like I said, after this though, she goes, uh, she meets up with Greer at like the, like the pier or some shit. No, that was with Mars. Was it all? Oh, that's right. It was him. Whatever. She goes and meets Toad Greer and uh, dumps his ass. Like, I can't fuck with you no more. Mm-hmm. He, he says something. lost. Yeah, you're lazy. He walks off and shit. I thought I was going to show him crying or something. Probably. But then she meets up with uh, Mars next. And I guess she dumps him. And he starts like, trying to do the jokes to make her laugh. But it ain't working this time. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to go, homie. And then finally meets up with Jamie. And confesses love to him. He's like, I love you. Because at first, he ain't fucking with her. He's still mad and shit. He's like, nah, bro. Because she said that when she met up with him, he hadn't been answering phone calls and yeah. stuff. And she rolled up on him. She's like, I knew you would be here. Uh-huh. So she had to hunt this nigga down. Yep. He's reading a newspaper and not even giving her eye contact and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really get, I don't think he gave her eye contact until she said, like, because she's like, I dumped Greer and Mars. He's like, okay. And then she's like, I'm going to be celibate. He's like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> That's when he turned his head. Like, whoa, hold on. Like, why now? And she was like, well, seeing as how you nearly raped me. Yeah. 
And he kind of, the whole thing, he kind of like, oh, and she said that shit. Because he kind of, he like, almost apologized. He's like, he's like, I've never done nothing like that before in my life, you know. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, people, I, I kind of like it, this part, though, because I feel like people always want to, like, when girls come out about rape, they're like, oh, they must be lying because I know this person and they wouldn't do that and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Jamie, throughout the movie, has been portrayed as a simp, nice dude, yeah. you know, who's, you know, who wouldn't, wouldn't do anything like that. And he is like, Jamie literally reminds me so much of my ex-husband for those exact reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, because the nice guy that you see or the person who you think wouldn't do that because they're so in love with the person, they still do things like that. Yeah. Rape. Rapists don't have one look. They don't look a certain way or have a certain background. They come in different genders, different sexualities, sizes, races, educational levels. Like, they different countries, language Mm -hmm. barriers. Like, it doesn't matter who. Like, rapists can look like and be anyone. Right. So, that whole, they don't seem like they would do that. Just, yeah, throw that out the window. (laughs) But even through all that, like I said, she's, he's the one that she picked. Which I was going to say earlier, I said I was going to have a question, but... Because I honest to God, like, and not just because he made the movie, but I thought she was going to fuck with Spike Lee, honestly. I thought that was going to be the one she fucked with at the end of the movie. Like, so I knew that, like, I knew he was going to go away. I had a feeling he would Because she already said that one part was like, I want to deal with you for two weeks. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. But then it seemed like she had, whenever she was with Spike Lee, that would seem like when she had the most fun in the movie. But then when she was with Dude, and they had their moments, but it was always, it seemed too simpy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, she going to probably get with Spike Lee. I was like, maybe that's why he gave himself that part. Maybe not. I don't know. But then when she picked him, I was like, oh, okay. That shit caught me off guard. But she likes it. She says, I love you and everything. And then I thought the movie was going to end right there because they're like hugging and whatever. But then it like cut back to her sitting in the room again. And she basically was like, yeah, fuck all that shit. Yeah, me and Jamie didn't work out. I was like, oh, shit. Pretty much she ends with talking about it being control over her mind and her body. Yeah, I got a quote for that too. I looked at earlier. But yeah, she's like, the celibacy shit didn't last long and Jamie you know he was like a, he wanted a one woman like wife you know whatever type house she like that shit ain't me mm-hmm. alright yeah, I read this last Wikipedia things I looked at it now it says Nola and Jamie's reunion however is followed by a coda which dismantles the happy ending of the couple coming together in a monologue delivered to the camera Nola reveals that her vow celibacy and her decision to be with Jamie exclusively was quote a moment of weakness she says that she soon began to cheat on Jamie and their relationship collapsed Nola proudly proclaims that monogamy is a form of slavery and that her lifestyle is freedom in its purest form. The film closes with a view of Nola going to bed alone. But then I looked, there was a thing under that had themes and shit, and it says Nola, Nola uh, <laughs> idolizes the uh, freedom to have multiple sex partners that men have typically enjoyed. A woman, or at least Nola, can be a sexual being, doesn't have to belong to a man, and perhaps shouldn't even wish for such a thing. Nola's voice has been described as the most revolutionary element of the film, a representation of the struggle African-American women faced in society at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the, the movie ends. I thought it was going to be that little happy ending too, but then it ends with her basically like, nah, fuck that, I tell him to fuck off. I'm still doing my thing. Oh, I mean, you can't be with someone who raped you. It's not gonna work. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I was so shocked at that. I was, swear I thought it was gonna be spiking. It me. doesn't work because I kept trying to make things work with my ex husband. That shit, it just doesn't work. Yeah. When you do something like that to people, you just, it does not. And I'm not gonna sit there and bash her for being with someone who did that to her because it happens. You know? Yeah. But no. That's what I was saying. I was shocked that she he was the one that got picked. Because I was thinking, I was like, if she got rid of him and she got rid of Greer and she probably got the whole new team now at the end of the movie. 
Well, she goes to bed alone so you don't see him or anything. But I was like, because well, I was thinking like maybe even Mars might come back. But she did tell the motherfucker he need to grow up. He was immature and shit, so maybe not him. Yeah. Probably got the new lineup now. But yeah, basically, the movie ends. She basically dumps all of them <laughs> and goes and does her damn thing and goes to bed by herself. But the movie's technically not over yet because they had like the little outtakes. They had a bunch of the actors like cracking this, the film slate, saying their names and everything. Yeah. But then after that, the movie's over. Credits. And that was She's Gotta Have It. The original from 1986. Now, gotta play a little promo for y'all. Maybe some advertisements. And then we'll get back and we'll let you know what we thought about this movie. And the promo's gonna play maybe right about now. Okay, Morgan, we're going. What's the promo? Hurry, people have to listen. Hey, Mike. Hey, Morgan. What should we watch? I don't know, something good? I don't think so. I think we should watch something terrible. Why? What could we possibly gain from watching bad television? I don't know, maybe humor? Maybe some insight? Maybe we'll gather some infinite... (laughs) Infinite knowledge? Holy smokes, let's do it right now. Uh, Maybe we should just tune into Bad Reception with Mike and Morgan. Well, we love you. Listen to our show. (laughs) Love you. Goodbye. Bye. Well, the spirits, <laughs> what did you think about She's Gotta Have It? I liked it. I like the newer, the like Netflix version a little better just because like it allows. It's got more time to do the story and shit. Yeah. yeah. This, this ain't even an hour and a half. And it's updated too, so you know. Yeah, it's more of your, your, uh, your what's the time frame? Yeah. Your generation. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I like it because I feel like it definitely brings to light female sexuality. It um, In a positive them- light. Yeah, it calls into question a lot of, you know, um, relationship stereotypes, gender roles, um, what people assume a woman should and shouldn't do with her body. Um, So I like that because I feel like it definitely opens up a discussion for it. I don't think she really goes about the right way. Like, people are talking about the issues with the whole situation of polyamory. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not, like, a good positive vibe. Uh, like guide for polyamory or anything like that but I don't think it is I think I don't think it's supposed to be yeah I think people like misconstrued that a little bit that might also be referring to the newer version as well too oh yeah but um it definitely shows a woman who is in touch with her sexuality Mm -hmm. it brings into discussion rape and it shows that you know not your just typical woman in a dark alley by some stranger rape but the rape by people you know and love Mm mhm and so I'm gonna have to go with giving this one a ten out of ten. Oh shit! I didn't expect the whole ten. Yeah. Ten plus or just ten? Ten. Okay. Yeah, I was reading. Though, it was about the show, but I was reading some people have issues with the show. I'm talking about some of its views were like uh, not up to date or some shit. So I was like, I didn't read the stuff because I ain't seen the show, so I probably wouldn't know what the fuck they were talking about. But Bet you will. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but yeah, this was like one of the big gaps in my movie viewing. DVDs out of print, so I can't fucking ever find a copy of it. I don't know why it ain't in print. But, uh, yeah, it was cool to see, like, his first movie. I ain't never seen his fucking first one. I've seen a bunch of the other ones. I'm not usually good with, like, the romance-type movies, but this one was, like, not all mushy and didn't have all the little bullshit that I can't be bothered with. So, normally, this would probably I got a way lower score, but I actually like this movie. The color part fucked me up. I did like the color part. Exactly. Legit caught me super off guard. I was like, whoa. But, last I agree with a lot of shit you said. I ain't gonna give it a 10, though, unfortunately. If I'm gonna be honest, I like the movie, but I can get it like a 7. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I said, I liked it. I ain't gonna front. I did like it. It's okay. like I could put this up there. Like, I usually joke with people and be like, when they be like, oh, you don't like little romance movies. I'm like, oh, I got natural born killers and shit. Like, <laughs> like I could, I could, I would actually, like, if it ever does come back in fucking print, I would swoop it. 
the Criterion Collection need to re-up it or something. I saw they put it on LaserDisc. You need to put the shit back on Blu-ray or something. <laughs> no, I, I liked it, though. It's not my favorite Spike Lee movie, but it ain't bad, though. So it's good for a first fucking movie. I get it. Hell yeah. I like the black and white, like, artisticness of it yeah. and stuff. And the music playing it with it, it reminded me of more of the older movie joints. Oh, yeah. So that's why I Well, he's his dad. Too. He does music in all these fucking movies, too, almost. And he gave his dad a job, gave his sister a job. <laughs> he didn't put his dad in the movie. That's why I said he was even... That fucked me up. I was like, oh, that's his dad, ain't it? Uh-huh. I don't think, I am, don't think I've seen him in none of the other movies. And I'm really mad because I didn't even pay attention to that at the first... Uh, with me when I first watched it. Which you pay attention to what you mean? That that was his dad oh. or his sister, honestly. Oh yeah, sisters and a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's almost every movie got a sister in it somewhere. This was like the first Spike Lee movie I ever watched, and honestly, I watched it because I started dating this guy. Hey. And he was like turning me on to like a lot of black cinema and was oh, talking yeah. about Spike Lee, and I'm like, I've heard that name a lot. <laughs> I and then oh, Netflix is coming out with something named Spike Lee. Oh, I should you know. <laughs> watch this and maybe up my spikely knowledge and impress my boyfriend uh-huh. <laughs> so, so yeah well since then i showed you i showed you do the right thing i showed you school days mm-hmm. i think that's it though i have to show you the rest of them well you've seen michael max before haven't you mm-hmm. okay so you've seen that before me then yeah. so yeah so. it's been a while though i could be refreshed because that's that was a i need to get it i don't actually life. own that i need to buy it next but, time i yeah. get paid i'm gonna swoop that shit but um, but yeah. So I mean, like, oh, we've seen Black Clansman too, my bad. Yeah, everything Spike Lee that I've seen so far, I've liked. So mm-hmm. yeah, I fucks with him. Same here. I would like to meet Spike Lee. Like I would like to meet him. It's weird because I, I people always say like when I was looking at interviews, like they basically call him like an asshole if you meet him in person. But I don't know. Really? He seemed like interviews. It's always cool, but you know how my fuckers are. Like it might be them teams even like harassing people and shit. Like I'd be an but asshole. Like, say, but people up. say we're assholes. So like that's true. That's why I'm like, when people say people are assholes, I'm like, what type of asshole? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be specific because just saying they're an asshole doesn't. Yeah, that's the like, thing. Like, I figure it's probably them little dudes out there annoying him. It's probably, probably why he's not getting on his damn nerves. Like, he's an asshole, but I love the type of asshole he is. Aww. All this mushiness. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like I said, I like the movie. 7 out of 10, 10 out of 10 for the spirit. I thought it was going to be like a 9. I didn't think he'd give it a whole 10. Well, it was just because, like, the at first it was going to be a nine, but mm-hmm. then talking about, like, the whole rape stuff, and I was just like, the Bumped fact it. that, yeah. Cause it I feel like Because I feel like that was, like, because there's not a whole lot of movies where that show rape. Yeah. You know, because usually when they do show rape, it's always some random guy in an alley or, you it's know. It's like some, some death wish shit where they just break in the house and rape your wife and shit while you're at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I'm like, this one makes it more real because that no one talks about being raped by people you're romantically involved yeah. with. Yeah. And that happens way more than people acknowledge. That's so. why I was confused about if it was or not. Because at the end, she she drops that near rape line. It's like, oh. Okay. That's why like, I had to run it back. I was like, rewind that. I thought I heard it. I thought that's what you said. That's like, I heard it. But I'm like, she must have heard it too. I was like, uh, rewind that. Put the subtitles on. I had to yeah. read that for sure. I'm like, she did say that. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I guess he, he took that shit out of the Netflix show. So mm-hmm. what you think about that? You think he should have left it in? Or for this reason we talking about, you think he should have took it out? I don't know, because the Netflix show is, is a bit different. Okay. Than, it wouldn't have fit with the show, right? It fit more with the movie than the show. Yeah, because in the the show, Jamie's married. Oh, you did tell me that. And, yeah. like, he's got a whole kid and stuff. And, his mm. like, he's still living at home with his wife, but he's wanting to be with Nola. And they're trying to keep the, like, divorce and stuff kind of hidden from their son. Uh-huh. Which is hard to do, because they're... That's, like, the, I think I think he's, like, living in the basement or something. Oh, another shit. room in the house or something like that. So, yeah, it's... So, about uh, the other two fools, are they any different? Or are they the same, too? Um, 
they Mars is definitely the same. Oh, got a feeling. They introduced Mars's sister though, mm-hmm. and added some more Hispanic um, like cultural things and stuff in mm-hmm. there. Oh, he's Hispanic in the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other the asshole. Um, it doesn't show you much of like the working out shit. It's just more so of the um, refined type. Oh, okay. Just yeah. acting more snooty. Yeah. <laughs> so. So it really seemed like Jamie's the only one that got the real major change, huh? I mean, technically, like, Mars is a major change to you and change the whole nigga's well, I mean, outside ethnicity, I'm talking about, like, character shit. Well, I mean, I guess that it goes into the character. But I mean, like, to the point where he has a wife I mean, and kids now. And I mean, that's the thing, though, because, like, the thing is, Jamie was the only one who was messing with someone else, too. So, yeah. honestly, you just changed it from him having a girlfriend to him having a wife. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean... It just adds more like dimensions into it because it lets more you drama. See. Yeah, because because <laughs> the thing is the what the movie tried to do is it tried to show Jamie in a type of tug of war too. Mm-hmm. And because Nola was felt was like in a tug of war with three different mm-hmm. ways, but it tried to show Jamie in a tug of war too. And that I feel like by adding the marriage in it, it more emphasized the tug of war with Jamie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I thought Mars in the sitcom was cuter. <laughs> He's that dude who played in Hamilton. And he got that nice ass hair and them freckles. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. And I had him as my screensaver for a while, <laughs> but then I started dating him. Oh, well, you get a movie of ten, so would you get a show of ten plus? Yes. Okay. No movie. Well, I guess that's a recommend. Go watch both of them are on Netflix. You and watch they the add movie more the lesbian show. shit in there because in the, in the, in the show. <laughs> oh, I forgot about her. Old girls in there too. Then, right? Yeah. Overworld. Okay. She she actually sleeps with her. They have a like a sexual relationship. Oh, so they actually go. She for has her. a kid too, though. Too so. Well, you can say both of them are on Netflix. It's hard to find on DVD, but the shit's on Netflix. So you can watch the movie and then watch the show. Or you can whatever fuck order you want to watch them at. Well, there you go. But we got segments on this show, girly. Yeah. Black, Black history segments. for that ass. Random segments. Who we got this week? I'm going to let you read it off. Oh, okay. I know that name. Who we got this week? Carter G. Woodson. Hey. Born December 19th, 1875. Died April 3rd. 1950. Mm. He is a historian, author, and journalist. In 1903, he earned a BL degree from Berea College, or Berea College, however you say that. In 1908, he earned an MA in history from the University of Chicago. In 1912, he earned his doctorate in history from Harvard University. Hey. Co-founded the Association for the Study of, ne- of Negro Life and History, later known as the Association for the Study of Afro-American Life and History in 1950. <laughs> 15. They oh. had to get rid of that Negro. <laughs> um, authored The Miseducation of the Negro in 1933, That's one of the most important okay. books of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Established the Journal of the Negro History in 1915. Launched the celebration of Negro History Week in 1926. Eventually expanded and renamed Black History Month. There you go. Hey. hey. We in Black History hey. Month with the shits. Hey. In Black History Month with the cat that started Black History Month. Woo woo. <laughs> that's what's up. I didn't expect. That was not planned either. That's what's up. Well, that's Black History for you. This isn't going to end Black History Month. Yeah, this is for the. I mean, this is going to end the official like February, but we're going to keep oh, going wait, for another we month. We already are on the 18th. Yeah, this is going to be it. Because the next time the next time we record, uh, put the episode, it's going to be like the second. The 19th. Or something like that. Yeah, so now like I say it is the official, but we gonna keep going for another month though. Fuck that, it ain't over yet. That's crazy. This month kind of flew by. Yeah, it did. I, I was, I was thinking, shit, we started with do the right thing, so yeah. Huh? And we ended with another Spike Lee joint. Yep. And start ended with the first one. Ended and started. Ended. 
comes full circle. Oh, oh, before we get to that segment, um, the homie Dale that be on the movies, mm-hmm. he um loved the, the do the right thing episode because that's his favorite movie of all time. But like me and PJ, he never had thought about the shit you brought up when you gave it a nine out of ten because of uh. Mookie not being there for his son or being a bad dad and all that shit. Shit that nobody seemed to have thought about other than you. And he wanted you to get more in depth because that episode you weren't able to. Was, I think you left. Or yeah, you came I into the game late. Yeah. So he wanted you to see, go more in depth on that. So if you would oblige for the homie Dell. Okay. Your thoughts on Mookie. So um, I felt like, well, with Mookie being the, the main character and all like that, I mean, you see, obviously, you know, working this, you know, not well-paying job or whatever. But it's just like, you have a kid. The girlfriend, I remember, was arguing with him about being around When you gonna be a fucking man, Mookie? Right. (laughs) And then you come over just to fuck your baby moms. Not really spending no time with your kid. Like, that's not, not like, that. that's the thing that aggravates my soul because I see that so much. <laughs> like, that stuff still happens. Like, where got, girls keep sleeping with the same dude that's not there for their kids and keep getting pregnant by them over and over again. And I'm just like, that's not fair to the kid. Like, stop having kids with guys who won't take care of their kids. Like, because you sitting there, like fucking your girl with the ice cubes and shit but you're not sitting there like <laughs> fucking her with ice cubes you like couldn't sit there and like you know have a little water fight with your son or something while you're sitting there and throw some ice cubes out like hey bitch right like or you could have played like you could have played like tickle his feet and little, yeah. little ice cubes and shit on his toes and stuff been silly and stuff and I just felt like the times that they showed the kid they didn't show any real father child interactions and it's just like for a movie that touched so, on so many issues in the black community, I felt like that was something that they could have done better on. Mm-hmm. And that's why you gave it the 9 instead of the 10, right? Yeah. There are other reasons why I gave it a 9. What's the other reasons why? Why are we already talking about it? it? I feel like there wasn't enough, like, strong character. Like, as in, like there were strong characters. In oh, movie, I was like, like, what? Like, <laughs> as in, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I saw a lot of, like, flaws in some of the characters. I think you're supposed to, though, right? Well, yeah, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, I, f- I feel like I would have liked it more if there had been, like, one character who was, like, more, like, the mayor was one of the stronger, like, mm-hmm. I want to say morality that's characters. That's what I was about to say, yeah. But, like, I would have, like, it would have been nice to see it, it in someone who wasn't, like, an old person, someone who was, Somebody like, younger, younger. Yeah. Because I feel like that's, like, expected of older people, and it's more so a trait of, like, older people and not, like... Well, they had your boy, well, he was bugging out, but he was, like, strong in the, <laughs> in the not, not helpful way in that movie, but... Yeah. And then do it, and then Radio Raheem too. So. Yeah, and then also like the whole strong, angry emotion. I felt like the initiation of the argument was. Of what argument? Uh, like, cause the whole thing started over, and him not having pictures of black people and thing. Oh, the pictures, yeah, okay, on the wall. And I felt like the way that they came at the argument was like made it so that it could be trivialized. What do you mean? Like, cause I know you're gonna like, cause it's just like, like I understand the complete issue with people coming into black communities all the time, mm-hmm. and they want to live off the black dollar, but they want don't want to give any black respect. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all about you know taking and no giving, right. or not giving respect to us, which was what the basis of the argument was. Yeah, especially because you know Spike Lee went back to him and was like, all your favorite you know celebrities and stuff, they're all black. Oh yeah, that you always act like you got issues with black people. Boys, your boys said them people they're black they're different yeah um and i just feel like the way that the argument was brought up was like in a way that black people are gonna look back at that and be like or white people are gonna look back go back and look at it and be like 
Oh, look at those niggers back over there doing, like, making up issues for no reason in the man's nah, yeah. story. He's allowed to do whatever he wants to. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I feel like there could have been a stronger way to make white people understand. Because the thing is, it's like, black people, we understand racism. We understand the issue of racism. And we, right. we're not the ones that need to be educated on it. Like, and I know black people all the time feel like we're, don't, it's not our job to educate white people on the shit that they need to stop doing mm -hmm. and shit like that. But, Racism is two parts hate. Was two parts. It's one part hate, one part ignorance. Yeah. Who's gonna remedy the ignorance? Not the ignorant ones. <laughs> like you know what I mean. So right. I know it's not our job at the same time, but it's just like yeah, got to like because there are some people that I know who aren't racist and they've done racist things and I've had to explain to them why oh, what they've yeah, done yeah. are racism racist and they're like oh my bad I'm sorry I didn't know like mm -hmm. how can you remedy that though if you don't educate them so it's like right I don't know like. When it comes to people who are, like, racist, they're, like, really stuck in their ways and their minds are really thick. Like, right. they're thick schooled and you have to find a way to really, like, ah, like, hit them in the heart. Mm -hmm. Like, how Passion of the Christ made all the white people feel. Oh, yeah. Hit them in the heart. <laughs> like That movie just made me feel bored. Like, Boy in the Striped Pajamas, they ass. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck is that? Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Is that a book? I think it might be, but it's also a movie. Oh, I've heard of it, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Pretty much Nazi guy is really racist and stuff, and he runs a tra uh, concentration camp. His son is playing with one of the kids in, in a concentration camp. Uh, the boy can't get out of the trans concentration camp, but the uh, Jewish boy brings some pajamas. He's like, now you can come in the concentration camp and we can play. Oh. And then his son ends up in one of the gas chambers and gets killed. Oh, shit. And so, like, you gotta, like, open up the eyes, like, hey, <laughs> mm. like, what if it was you? Make them feel type shit, kind of, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like that's one of the only ways to get into some racist people. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go, Dale. You wanted it, you got it. And if you want to follow Dale and hear about them movies, because he does written movie reviews, on Twitter he's at W underscore O-T-T and the number three. Follow him. Woo. He's cool with the hustle. He listens to us every week. So that means he's a good person. Means he's a hustler. <laughs> there you go. And now... Hustle approvals. But you got to approve this week. You got anything? You don't have to have something if you ain't got nothing. I ain't gonna force y'all to do it no more. Yes. <laughs> if you ain't got nothing, what's up? Yes. I would like to hustle approve. Oh, we kinda already did or something, but out whatever. I would like to hustle approve my stitch doll. Oh fuck. Because I love to sleep with it. And <laughs> like I have this thing with stuffed animals where like my entire like I had a kind of crappy childhood and stuffed animals were always there for me. So, like, yeah. even as a grown woman, I've slept with stuffed animals, and it's nice to have now. Because, like, when I moved in with him, I left all my stuffed animals at, at my old place because I was just like, I'm not about to move into this grown-ass man's house <laughs> with my stuffed animals. I wouldn't care about that shit, man. would be like, what the fuck is this? I thought you had brought them with you, honestly. No, you've never seen them over here. Well, I mean, I saw when you first came, I thought when you didn't, I'm like, oh, I was surprised. But, yeah, so, um... So it's nice to have one, and it's also Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, and it's a <laughs> Disney movie, and I love it, and it makes me happy because it's like childhood. <laughs> and he bought it for me, so it makes it extra Aww. special. And like I said, it's funny because PJ was talking about if we ever watched that movie, I probably would like it because I guess Stitch is on the same energy I am. I guess that's what he always says. Yeah, we gotta watch it. Well, we started to, but you fell asleep, and I was editing, so I wasn't paying full you attention. You weren't paying to attention it. either. You had your earphones in. Yeah, well, I had one in there. I was listening to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's his number? 
don't fucking know. Exactly. Well, that's another reason why I like Stitch is because his his experiment six two six, and as all, you all know, um, I was just like one nineteen or some shit. Like, I don't know. You're gonna have to forgive me for I, I actually forget the year because I, I feel like it was like two years ago that this happened. Yeah. It had to be like two years ago or something, but so that would have made it the seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. But yeah, gay marriage years. was legalized on. 626 <laughs> of that year. So, Stitch is like kind of oh, like a I little... Oh, I see what you're saying. That's what's up. Well, I got hustle approval too. I'm gonna hustle approve this Cameo CD I just bought because that's been giving me great joy. <laughs> I went to the record store after I left her crib the other day and I was, I was like, fuck it, why am I out here on this other side of town because it's the big record store that got all this shit. I always find something in there I want. And I actually found a Criterion joint that PJ's gonna love. You'll find out about it soon. But, um... Yeah, I went in there and it was like, hey, everything is buy three, get one free. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got me a little Criterion joint, got me some movies that was like $2 on Blu-ray. Got a whole stack of shit. One of the things I found was Cameo Greatest Hits for two bucks or three bucks. And I was like, fuck yes, I fucking love Cameo. <laughs> and ever since then, I, that CD's been in the deck since then and it's still in there now. As the spirit can take, because we were just riding around before <laughs> this and it's still playing. I fucking love Cameo. And you know, you know Cameo too, you might not know him by now. You know the song? It's like candy. You know that? If you know Wired Up, you know that's Cameo. The sparkle in y'all, that shit is. Like, they got mad songs you might not know him by name, but you fucking know when you hear them. Go look up Cameo, goddammit. And well, anything else left to talk to the people about? Don't rape people. <laughs> Goddamn. Don't rape your I mean, girlfriends. Yeah. Girlfriends don't rape your boyfriends. Girlfriends don't rape your girlfriends. Boyfriends don't rape your boyfriends. Just no rape all around. And there's your info from the spirit. And I got some info for you too, real quick. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase Otacast. HH Podcast. I run that. That's the main show page. But if you want to talk to PJ directly, holler at PJ at capital P, lowercase A U L Y, capital P, lowercase J, Paulie PJ on Twitter. And the spirit is with her stitch doll over at the spirit 95 on twitter and you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash hvh podcast on instagram we are home video hustle podcast search it will be there youtube we are home video hustle type that in the search bar and i'll show you guys will be there too and we got videos every wednesday and scattered throughout the week um oh patreon.com slash home video hustle for just a donation of one to three dollars you can get extra shit every week or so <laughs> whenever we put new shit up there but if you help us out it'll be greatly loved and appreciated because it helps us keep going with this shit and we'll make sure you get some in return we actually uploaded the first patreon hustle episode last week so if you want to hear that the only way to hear this is through patreon so show us that love and we got you out here and uh follow or not follow but go to ageradio.org slash home video hustle that's our home base you can get to the patreon from there you can get to the episodes from there you can get to the uh Affiliate links from there. Like, all this shit that will help us out in the long run. And, uh, oh, the show is now on Spotify. Since we got with Age of Radio, we had to make a new feed. And for some reason, I couldn't get the shit low, right? But finally, just today even, they got the shit up and running. So now, if you fuck with Spotify, if that is your podcast after choice, there you go. We back on there again. So, wow. I see you got Stitch moving with his hands with me. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. And if you ain't got nothing else to say other than not rape pe- don't rape people, I just got one thing left to say then. I'm Brent. And I'm Spirit. 
Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever fuck day you're listening to this on. Go check out She's Gotta Have This on Netflix. I'm sure all you motherfuckers got Netflix, so you can watch it. And you can check out the TV series as the spirit recommended because I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say much. But it's probably good, though. I mean, it's probably he directed that, too. So it's like he did his own shit again, so there ain't nobody else redoing it for him. And you know, it's the end of Black History Month. That don't mean you got to stop the blackness. You can watch black movies. You can still do black research. You can still listen to black music. It don't stop because it ain't February no more, goddammit. Keep on it. Yeah. You good? <laughs> Stitch look like he having a seizure right next to me. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Leave Stitch alone. Uh-huh. Time to go. So I'll say one last thing. Peace. Peace.